This is the Chamber Chat Podcast, the show dedicated to chamber professionals to spark ideas and to get actionable tips and strategies to better serve your members and community. Hello, Chamber Champions. Welcome to Chamber Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Burton, and it's my goal here on the podcast to introduce you to people and ideas to better help you serve your chamber members and your community. Our title sponsor is Community Matters, Inc. With nearly 20 years in the chamber industry and over 100 media awards presented to their chamber partners, Community Matters provides the R&R that every chamber needs, revenue and recognition. When it comes to publishing a chamber map, directory, or community guide, Community Matters has the trusted experience to help your chamber accomplish your goals. With different advertising sales models and publication styles, Community Matters will help you create a non-dues revenue machine. Let's hear from Becky Womble, President and CEO of the Bastrop Chamber, to hear about her experience using Community Matters. I've been using Community Matters for probably six or seven years now. And um, in a previous life, I sold commercial printing. So I can highly recommend Community Matters because it's a complete turnkey job for any busy chamber exec. Um, Basically, you give them a membership list. And from there, they contact your members and it's no high pressure sales or anything. And it really is a complete turnkey job from start to finish. And it's a wonderful, beautiful printed product whenever you're finished. And I just, I'm very sold on community matters. And with a printing background, I just, big endorsement for me. To learn how Community Matters can support your chamber with your next publication, please visit communitymattersinc.com podcast to request your free media kit and request a proposal to find out what kind of non-dues revenue you can generate. I'm excited today to have Sharon Mayer with us. Sharon is the president and CEO of the Allen Fairview Chamber of Commerce. And a little bit of background on Sharon. She was named the president and CEO of the Allen Chamber in August of 1997. She had begun her career, her chamber work career as a part-time employee at the Arlington Chamber of Commerce in 1989. She then quickly moved up the ranks and in 1995, she accepted the position as president of the DeSoto Chamber. During her tenure at the Arlington Chamber, she completed the IOM program in record time and continuing education in chamber work is still important to her today. She has a two Institute for Advanced Management courses that that she's participated in, one at SMU and one at Colorado Springs Institute programs. Working with other chambers and within the state association is extremely important to Sharon. During and following her tenure on the TCCE board, she facilitated retreats for area chambers and assisted in the planning and facilitation for annual programs and chamber basic courses hosted by that association. Sharon joined the Board of Regents for the Center of Chamber Excellence in 2004, where she participated as an instructor for membership basics and served as chairman of the Board of Regents. She also served as board member on the North Texas Chamber Executives, which represents over 42 chambers in the North Texas area and is the 2023 board chair. She is a past member of board of directors for WACE, and Sharon serves on the North Texas Commission Board and their executive committee. In 2011, under Sharon's leadership, the Allen Chamber expanded to become the Allen Fairview Chamber of Commerce, serving two very diverse communities. In 2022, uh, that marked Sharon's 33rd year in the chamber business, 
and 25 years as CEO of the Allen Fairview Chamber. In 1997, she married Paul Mayer, who's the CEO of the Garland Chamber of Commerce. Together, they have five children and nine grandchildren. Sharon, we're excited to have you with us today on Chamber Chat Podcast. I'd love to give you an opportunity to say hello to all the Chamber Champions and share something interesting about yourself so we can all get to know you a little better. Well, hello, everyone. I am absolutely thrilled to be here with you today and looking forward to our discussion. Um, you pretty much told everybody about my life. Told right all there. your secrets right there. Now, well, <laughs> I, I want to tell you a couple of things that were not included on that. So I have a certification from the University of Texas at Arlington in uh, as a paralegal, okay. which I have never used one time in my entire life. Uh, I was also a, a licensed real estate agent and sold one house. But the only reason that I was involved in real estate is because my late husband and I owned a real estate company. In order for me to keep it going, should anything happen to him, and unfortunately it did, um, I had to be a licensed realtor. So that's, you know, we built houses. I had a business, a specialty advertising business that did hand engraving on sunglasses. And our biggest client was Harley Davidson for thousands of pairs uh, annually. And then guess what they did? They found out that you could go to China and have them stamped for a lot less money. Uh, so <laughs> that, that pretty much tanked that business. So yeah. anyway, that, that's the story of a lot of small businesses these days, right? So, so that's a lot of historical stuff that, uh, that I don't mention in my bio. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the Allen Fairview Chamber, just to give us an idea of the size of the chamber, scope of work you guys are involved with, staff, budget, just to kind of set the table for our discussion. Uh, all right. So our chamber is right under 600 members at this time. Um, our budget is a little over 500000 annually. Uh, and I will say that probably 55% of that goes for staff because if you uh, if you don't invest in those resources, those people resources, then you're doing your chamber a disservice. Um, I have four and a, three and a half employees. We uh, a finance director, a membership uh, director and a programming and special events director plus, I am so fortunate to have a part-time law student who was actually started with our chamber as an intern when she was in high school and has worked remotely for us all the way through her uh, undergrad and now her law school. And she's in her third year of law school and she works remotely and does all of our social media and marketing and things like that. So she's, she's just excellent. So that was my next question with her working. So I love hearing about chambers utilizing interns first off, um, but then to have her working remote to retain her as she goes through her schooling, what type of, so she's doing social media, marketing, what other kind of things do you have her she does, she does the graphics, but she does all the social media stuff. And, you know, she does the, the promotional graphics and things for all of our programming and 
I mean, she's really creative and does a great job. She just completed, we just had our, our annual gala and she did all the collateral for that. And it was, it was done as well as the marketing firm that we had been paying $26,000 a year uh, you know, on a contract to do. And, 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 you know, and she's, she, I think she, she's just under $20 an hour and I, and she tracks her time and uh, it's uh, definitely saving us money. Plus it puts money in her pocket, you know, it's not easy. I love it when you can find a big chunk of change in the budget like that. That's great. Well, for our uh, our topic today, we've titled this episode Business Building versus Networking. And we did that because of the approach that the Allen Fairview Chamber takes in approaching their members and, and how they call different things, you know, the, the semantics, if you will. Um, so we'll get into a much deeper conversation on this as soon as we get back from this quick break. Are you looking for a year-round, affordable, and timely shop local campaign for your chamber or CVB? Look no further. Build a custom Eat Shop Play mobile app with App My Community by visiting appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat. App My Community mobile apps are not just simple membership directory listings. They provide many more capabilities to engage with your community. Provide your residents with a robust events calendar, Partner with a local fair, festival, or farmer's market to provide a schedule, map, and other resources to promote the event. Run a small business Saturday campaign any time of the year using built-in scavenger hunts. Allow your membership to communicate directly to their customers via push notifications. Your App My Community mobile app will be a unique member benefit, allow you to generate non-dues revenue with sponsorship opportunities, and best of all, provide a valuable resource to your community. Please visit appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat now to receive 10% off your first year of an App My Community mobile app. Attention all Chamber of Commerce leaders, are you looking for a powerful tool to help you manage your chamber? Look no further than Chamber Nation. Their comprehensive platform provides all the features you need to streamline membership management, host events, communicate with your members, and provide amazing services to your members. Plus, their expert team is always available to provide personalized support. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your Chamber to the next level at a price you will truly appreciate. Visit richardscalendar.com to learn more about Chamber Nation today. What if you could keep holiday shopping local this year? Launch a community card with Yifty and you can. Hi, I'm Raquel from Yifty. Yifty works with over 500 chambers, main streets, cities, and downtown associations, providing custom-branded electronic gift cards that can only be redeemed at your local businesses. This program is free for you and your participating businesses. And if you sign up now, you'll watch your local businesses thrive this holiday season. Email sales at yifty.com to learn more. That's sales at yifte.com. All right, Sharon, we are back. So as I mentioned before the break, business building versus networking. What's the difference? A great big, huge difference. (laughs) So everyone does net everyone does networking, one way or another, obviously. But the reason that we chose to 
focus on this building business is because you have to go back to our mission. The mission, our mission is to advocate, educate, and build relationships that enable our communities and our members to prosper. So everything that we do ties back to our mission and changing the name of what we at one time called uh, Allen Net. That was when we were teeny tiny and there were 12 people in the room uh, networking. Uh, and then we changed it to Tuesday Morning Live, which everybody still calls it Tuesday Morning Live, at least those who have been around for a while. It has transitioned to now it's Coffee and Connections. Uh, and so we wanted to, to use the, the connecting and the building and all of that together. And it, it is now grown to around 90 wow. in attendance wow. every week. And these people understand the value of building a business network, which is not the same thing as networking. They do not spend their time shoving their business card in somebody else's nose under there and say, you know, here, I have something that would benefit you and, you know, just going on and on and talking about yourself. What's really interesting if you attend one of our networkings is that you find out that they're not talking about themselves. They're talking about everybody else in the room. They're talking about how Joe really helped Sammy over here you know, find a plumber and it was an emergency. He needed somebody. Um, and, and they also, I mean, they have fun with it because they make up silly sayings and silly names about their other businesses and they just, they make it fun. And I think if you talked about the whole atmosphere around our business building, whether it's the morning or whether it's a, a, an after hours event or whatever it might be, you're going to find that people talk about us as family, not as a membership organization, because they are also connected and they're friends and they invite others to come in all the time, which is the reason that it has grown the way that it has. And it all goes back to, the, to what we originally said is you're in these seats and in front of these people to build your business. But the best way to build your business is to, I'm going to use the word network, yeah. <laughs> is to network with people that you know, like, and trust. And the people who are in that room know, like, and trust one another. And a byproduct of that is that they know, like, and trust staff, know, like, and trust the organization. And it just, it helps us to increase our influence within the community, but it also helps us when we're building our membership. Yeah, so I know, I, I get the sense that networking is like a four-letter word there at the, the Allen Fairview Chamber. How did you successfully go about changing the, the mindset for people as they're set on using that, that four-letter word of <laughs> networking and converting that to business building? We just stopped. We didn't, we never, you know, we don't ever tell anybody anything. Uh, we just sort of start using a different term ourselves and move on from there. And, and it just catches on. 
Um, so about how long ago did you guys make the shift from calling these networking events to build business building events? Well, it started during and right after the pandemic. Um, you know, that was, you know, while that was a really horrible time in our lives and, and thank God that we're, you know, on the other side of that, it was also from our chamber perspective and our engagement and, like I said, our, I guess, our influence within the community, probably the best thing that's ever happened to us yeah. because uh, our chamber had to keep connecting people, but we had to do it, the, you know, like we do now with Zoom calls a lot of times. And so that was when we thought, you know, okay, we're not, we're networking, but we're not networking and we're not doing this face-to-face thing. So let's just kind of change the way that we present this and the way we say it. So it, it, they became business building opportunities and we just kind of hung on to it after that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know, uh, you know, a lot of people networking can be a, a very intimidating phrase. If you say to a new member, you know, for example, hey, we have this networking event coming up mm-hmm. and you see the sweat start coming down their foreheads. Like, oh, I got to talk to people and get uncomfortable and do, you know, pass out business cards and be sold by everybody in the room versus changing that and saying we're having a, build, a business building event. Yeah. Come and learn how you can grow your business. And it's a totally different perspective for similar kind of outcomes, but it, it changes that perspective coming into it for a different objective. It does. And in fact, if I were to tell you something else about myself and my husband as well, that nobody that we interact with would believe is neither one of us are extroverts. Yeah. I mean, we, we are not, we would rather be alone in the office, door closed, nobody bother you, but you it's, so it's not a, a natural thing for us to do but at the same time, this is something that we have to learn in our positions and we put ourselves out there so we can really understand. And I in particular can understand the reluctance of someone to just show up cold at a networking event. So what we have done, other than change the word, is that we make sure that there is someone there to greet them and someone to take them and say, come over here, let me introduce you to these people, you know, and the, our members do not sit with their friends because we tell them when you're sitting with your friends, you're not building your business. Yeah. So you yeah. need to sit with someone that you don't know. And the best ones to sit with and the ones that you get to know really well as time goes by is that if you're the first person that a new person that comes to one of our events meets, then they automatically feel like if you're open and welcoming and all of that, they feel like, okay, they've made one friend in a group of 90. And so it's a little less intimidating that way. Yeah. So I've recently heard a term when you're in a a situation like that social setting that Mm -hmm. you tend to see the the circles of people, right? That stand in a circle and talk. And the, the idea was instead of creating circles to create horseshoes, to where it's open for newcomers, where you can be welcoming for newcomers to join the conversation. They don't feel shut out because they're looking at everybody's back. You, exactly. leave, you purposely leave an opening. Yeah, and our, our volunteers, basically our ambassadors, are our business success advocates. Uh, both of them, are, both groups are really, really good be, uh, about taking a, a member or a, a visitor under their wings. And they don't talk to them about the chamber, but they 
they actually stand up during the 30 second commercials and they do the first commercial for them so that they actually feel more comfortable the next time they come back. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Having the volunteers there too, to just help make sure that they have a good experience that they're meeting people, getting connected with those right individuals that will help build their business. Mm -hmm. So, um, so you, you also take a different spin on some other vernacular in your, in your chamber. Um, for example, members versus investors. Um, you had another one, it had to do with partners, sponsors, right? Partners instead of sponsors. Partners instead of sponsors. Yeah, yeah. So talk to us a little bit about the, the thought that goes into those names. Well, my staff gets worried when I start thinking. <laughs> uh, and because I like changing things uh, because I think everything gets old, it gets stale. So we may do the same series of, luncheons or breakfast meetings, but we don't call them that. I mean, you know, so, so I sit down and I go, okay, let's think what would be start. Let's start your day. And then I go start smart topics and relevant themes. So, I mean, you know, everything has a meaning to me. I, I have to have that. So, so we changed the name of start. Um, and then we changed the name of our luncheons to bold B O L D stands for nothing just bold topics okay. and speakers. So that led to the whole thought process of, okay, now we're looking for sponsors for these events. And why not just say, hey, come partner with us on this event? Because partnerships, in my opinion, uh, are a much closer, more personal relationship than a sponsorship. Sponsors write checks. Partners get involved in the uh, whatever event it might be. Uh, and we involve them and we promote them like crazy. But we, we involve them by asking them to come in and introduce the speakers, uh, give them time on the program, you know, to talk about their business. And, and that's how we refer to them. So, um, and then if you talk about the, um, the member versus investor, so members are easy to lose. Investors are a little bit harder yeah. because what you're doing is you are working within your organization, but you're, you're drawing them in. And when you refer to them as investors, then they see that what they're doing with those dollars is that they're investing not in the chamber, they're investing in their business and they're investing in the community and the economic growth within our communities. And we use those terminologies all the time. Invest in your business, invest in your community. I like that. Yeah, the investor definitely brings a level of commitment where a membership is like, yeah, hey, I'll see how it works for me, see what's in it for me, right? Exactly. So. We'll probably get we still get a lot of that. You're, you're always going to get what's in it for me. Right, right. So another terminology that I picked up on is you don't necessarily call your volunteers or ambassadors. You said business success advocates. Yes. Is that, are those essentially ambassadors or do you have ambassadors as well? We have ambassadors as well. But what we've done is we've taken some things away from the ambassadors and given it to this new group that we've had in about two years now. So our ambassadors are still the meters and the greeters and 
the um, the ribbon cuttings and you know open houses, all of that. Our business success advocates, or BSA as we call them, are focused on retention, and they are focused on building relationships after someone joins, not not when they show up at one of the coffee and connections or that sort of thing, because they're the ones that will will call members, especially first year members, every three months. So they're kind of like a mentor. Uh, they tell them about not chamber events, but they tell them about chamber benefits, particularly at whatever level they have joined at. Because we have a, a you know a tiered dues uh, investment schedule, and they forget they join, they choose this level, and they think, oh yeah, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Well, we track what they do and what they don't do, and so our business success advocates, which is really hard to say. Uh, they actually have a list and and they know what the expectations were when that member joined and they can relate to them uh, because I mean, they're members themselves. And so they're peer to peer and it's a lot easier and a lot, it's really a lot better and more impactful conversation when you're talking to someone who is, is your peer rather than you're talking to a chamber staff person. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm curious, the question comes to my mind as you talk about these BSAs, business success advocates. Um, they're, they're there as mentors to help guide these new investors along their path at the chamber. Um, mm-hmm. As a, a new business joins a chamber, invests in their business and their community, um, are you having the opportunity to evaluate where maybe they can get involved with whether it's a committee or as a, a whether ambassador or a business success advocate or partner or whatever it may be? Yes, but we do have some rules. You need to be a member for at least a year before you can join either the ambassador group or the business success advocate group. That makes sense. The BSA group. But uh, those are the only two where we really have a rule. Uh, I mean, we have a DEI committee. We have a, a legislative affairs business advocacy committee. Um, so those were, if that is your, what you're interested in, then you can join immediately if that's what you want to do. And we introduce them to these things gradually. It's all in their membership packet that they, you know, but. The other thing about membership packets is, you know, they're drinking through a fire hose yeah. instead of, a, you know, a water fountain or, or a water bottle, whatever it might be. Um, and and they forget. And so that's what the BSAs do. They remind them that, you know, here's an opportunity here. But also don't forget, you know, you get on the chamber podcast at your level of membership. You get three minutes on the, you know, the podcast. Uh, you get a free hole at the golf tournament you get all of you know other things and, and, and you, I, the I mean, podcast that you guys have at your chamber right yes if, our yeah, yeah. podcast alan in action and don't ask me why it doesn't say alan fairview in action but it's just <laughs> <laughs> it started out alan in action and that's the way it, it it's remained so yeah uh, and it's kind of fun because we get to talk about our members and, and we do, and they get to participate, depend, like I said, depending on their level of, of uh, 
sponsorship members. What's that word? Investment. Investment. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it gets a little tongue twisty when you get right down to it. Uh, but you know, we have we have not a huge audience, but we do have our regulars uh, who listen all the time. I mean, we have a little over six hundred that uh, you know that subscribe to the podcast. Very easily found right there at the top of our website on the left hand side, yeah. along with our blog and all the other things that I add to it continually. Yeah, that's great. I, I'm a big fan of Chambers doing podcasts, as you can imagine. So I'm uh, glad to hear you're using that as a, a platform to tell the stories of your members and, and highlight them. Um, so I like these, uh, you know, taking these old terminologies, freshening them up a little bit, maybe giving a more meaningful definition to them to allow these investors to really get more bang for their buck, to really build their business stronger and to, to see their involvement with the chamber on a different level. So I think this has been a good exercise and, and hopefully chambers listening are jotting down you know, some of their own terminologies that they use that they might be able to, to freshen up a little bit. Yeah, you know, if you, if you don't look at things annually, I don't, it, if, whether it's the name of a, a coffee and connections to, you know, whatever it might be and thinking, okay, we've been doing that for two or three years. That's getting really old. Let's put a little zing in it. I mean, it's like our new member orientation. It was called the new member orientation. And I'm going, <laughs> no, we're going to call it chamber 411. And guess what time of day we're going to have it? 411. And, and, and our 505 after hours, 505. People don't, people remember those times that are odd, you know, that are off kilter. Yeah. And uh, so they remember 411 and 505. So yeah, that's right. Uh, but look at those things too. I mean, there is nothing too small or too big in your chamber that could not stand a little refresh, refresh every once in a while. Absolutely. So Sharon, I wanted to ask you if uh, for those listening who would like to take their chamber up to the next level, what tip or action item might you share with them to, to accomplish that goal? Accreditation. The, through the U.S. Chamber, um, we have gone through the process three times and we moved from being an accredited chamber to a four-star chamber, and then last year we are awarded uh, our five-star chamber uh, recognition. And every single time you go through this process, you have to take a really in-depth look at your chamber and at what you're doing. And while a lot of chambers will involve a large group of members in going through each of these different aspects, we do not, and we did not. And we had one or two of our board people involved. But what we found out is volunteers, unless you're in a, a smaller chamber or a really, really large chamber, and they understand the benefit of this, will drop the ball every single time. So uh, as much as I love them, God bless them, don't count on them. Uh, and so the, what it really has done for our chamber and our staff is it's made us look internally instead of externally. And and the feedback that you get from the U.S. Chamber on when we got our four star accreditation, the one little hickey that we had was governmental affairs. And I had four years to fix that. And and 
what was that mission statement again? Advocate, educate, and build relationships. So it went to the top of the page. And now we have a very, very, very active business advocacy committee. So it's um, that's that's really and that's important to me, especially in the state of Texas, because we're kind of crazy here right now. <laughs> and you can uh, that. I have no problem with that. Yeah, <laughs> so. no, that, that is a good tip to, to go about the, the accreditation process. Yeah, um, and, and you know what? It I mean, it's so gratifying because let me tell you what it did. I have been talking about getting my CCE, and God knows I'm putting this out there to public um, for. 30 years. And after that five star came in, I went, okay, that's now checked off my list. Now it's time for the CCE thing. So I am. Everybody working. listening can help keep you accountable to that. Oh yeah. Y'all, <laughs> y'all email me, Sharon at allenfairviewchamber.com. Wish me luck and ask me how it's going. And yeah. I will be happy to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. That's good. So I like asking everyone I have on the show about how do you see the future of chambers and their purpose going forward? Do you know what really bothers me is when people say chambers are becoming obsolete, that the younger generation doesn't know what a chamber is. I was in Austin yesterday and I was at a legislative affairs thing, but I had a little bit of time. So I went to the mall and I am walking into the mall next to this young man, and he's very polite. He said, how's your day going? I said, fine, how's yours? And he said, are you just out shopping? You on your way to work? And I said, no, I'm here for a legislative uh, session. And he said, what do you do? And I said, I run a chamber of commerce. And he looked at me and he was like, I said, you don't know what a chamber of commerce is, do you? And he said, "No, no. And I said, most people your age don't. And most people who are, a lot of them who are older than you don't. And I said, but let me tell you what we do. We advocate, educate, and build relationships. Mm-hmm. And keep going back to that. And we are a business association that works on the a local level within a town and a community to help businesses thrive and to help them with so many uh, business issues that are coming up right now. One of the things that, and I'm going to throw this in that you didn't ask. I'm really proud of our legislative affairs stuff, but I am exceedingly excited about our diversity, equity, and inclusion committee. And the fact that we are making such strides to get not only our work with our city and our school districts and to get the word out that this is what we're doing. Uh, But we are working towards getting minority, veteran-owned, women-owned, LGBTQ businesses certified so that they can actually do business with our local municipalities, our county, state, and uh, uh, beyond. Um, That program, once we get that launched, is really going to be what will be remembered in our community and within our membership as something that was done uh, well and is extraordinary for them. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, So, Sharon, before we go, I wanted to give you an opportunity to share any contact information for listeners who want to reach out and connect or keep you accountable on your CCE. I know you threw your email out there already, but what would be the best way to have someone reach out and connect with you? 
Well, the very best way to, is to email me because I will probably answer it at two in the morning. Um, so it's Sharon at AllenFairviewChamber.com. And I will get that in our show notes for this episode. So it can be nice and easy if someone's listening before they go to bed and they want to send you a, a message that you can respond no. to at 2 a.m. There you go. <laughs> Well, Sharon, I appreciate having you on the show today and setting aside some time to be with us and share the approach that you guys take there at the Allen Fairview Chamber. I think that's something that's kind of been on the radar for a lot of chambers, but it just maybe that reminder that they needed to keep things fresh, keep things with purpose to give the best experience for their uh, their member investors. Well, so, we thank have, you. well, I have told you all about our vision statement. I didn't tell you what our vision is to be an indispensable resource to Allen Fairview and Collin County businesses. And that's what we're continuing to work towards, to be indispensable. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you for, uh, for being with us today and sharing your example. I, I do appreciate it. It was my pleasure anytime. If you are a chamber professional, please subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. When you subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast, new episodes will show up in your podcast app each week as they are released. If you're finding value in this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. But most importantly, please share Chamber Chat Podcast with your colleagues that are in the industry. Have you ever thought about creating a podcast for your chamber? We always hear about how chambers need to be storytellers. What better way is there to tell the stories of your members and the work of your chamber than through a podcast? Your audience is waiting to hear from you as a convener of leaders and influencers, champion for business, and catalyst for change within your community. I just launched a chamber podcast course with the goal to get your very own podcast started within 30 days. Visit chamberchatpodcast.com slash pivot to learn more and to enroll in the Chamber Podcast course today.